When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself And there's some stories I can tell you I had to fail, had to fall just for what I did well And there's some stories I can tell you It's a final word daily here in Umdabad Day 2. Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon, we are in matching shirts. Jeff, tell us about the day's play in 30 seconds. 255 for four when Australia resumed. Usman Khawaja and Cameron Green batted for a million years, or at least well into the second session. Green brought up a century. Khawaja went past 150, not that anybody cares about that. Three wickets fell in quick succession after Green, but then Khawaja pulled things together with Nathan Lyon. He gets that first ball out after T. Khawaja for 180. A Lyon goes on to put it in 70 runs with Todd Murphy, who made 41. Uh, Australia ended up making 480, and India were number 36 at the close. Kawaja's longest innings in Test cricket by a mile. We thought the Dubai epic was something, 303 balls, and believe me it was, but he faced more than 100 in addition to that, which again is a little bit... 422. 422 is the final number. Yep. Also Nathan Lyon's longest innings in Test cricket. We might come back to that a little bit later, but yeah, Kawaja, powers of concentration. The real story is, of course, Cameron Green, first Test century, well weighted for him anyways. It's his 20th Test match. A little bit deceptive how long he's actually been around the Test side mm-hmm. for, making contributions, but we just both spoke to him after play then and the way he's described it is like checking a box he had to do it at some point to do it in India not many Australians have done that in the last well 22 years yep. since the 2001 series there have not been loads and loads of tons uh, the fact that Green adds his name to that list is a pretty special thing he was in great spirits after play as you would be he timed his innings so well the way he went up the gears and down the gears as the game required it yet sure maybe they didn't quite score at the tempo they they could have in the first half of the day but that's being hypercritical I don't share that view I think taking it deep was the right thing to do because this surface is kind of more like what we saw in Pakistan last year when it's about exhausting an opposition rather rather than trying to scramble as many runs as you can in a short space of time. Well, what they did was, when the opportunity came to score, they didn't hold back. There's yep. the over from Umesh Yadav, where Cameron Green takes three boundaries from it. Uh, there's the over just before the break, when he's cut, he's got up to 95, sorry, to 92. Yep. And, and then it's like, well, he could, you know, he scores a couple quickly and he's into the 90s, and then he could wig out and, and just try to get a couple more in the last four balls to, to get to the, the century. But he just takes a single down the ground and says, no worries, I'll go to lunch on 95. I'll come back and get it done afterwards, which he does do. Um, so it was there was the willingness to attack when the opportunity presented itself. But aside from that, really what Australia wanted to do was just bat through the day or as, as much of the day as possible and the scoreboard would take care of itself. Yeah. And it did. Like, yes, they could have had 550 if they'd batted faster, but they also might have not got 480 if they'd batted faster. It's more about trying to give the pitch time to break up. I'm not sure that it will, but there was the possibility that it might. Some balls turned today. Not many, but some did. Ashwin had it on a string. Um, Six for 91 from 47.2 overs. Think about the economy rate in the context of Australia having two days to bat in that were 35, 36 degrees with Kawaja so well set. They show so much respect to Ashwin because he commands it over the wicket, around the wicket, tweaking the field every over. All of the other idiosyncratic parts of Ashwin's game combined today. He takes Mm. us as a spell of three for two at one stage to give them a chance of bowling out Australia for like maybe 410, 420. That's when Murphy and and Lyon come together for that really interesting partnership that, Mm -hmm. again, we'll, we'll come to in a little bit, I suppose. But it's Ashwin that gave them the chance to 
get Australia out, maybe mm. not before T, but in and around T. Um, they, they do hold on, but Ashwin gets wickets five and six. He's yep. 32nd bag of five in test cricket. He narrows the margin to six with Nathan Lyon for those who are watching the race to 500, um, watching him at the press conference then as well. He, he's, a, he's also a happy man Whoa. knowing that after indoor, he'd have been bruised by indoor. He'd have been bruised by the fact that even though they only had 76 to defend, it was Ashwin who they went after at the crucial moment. That, that would have um, that would have affected him, I reckon. Mm. And to bounce back today, well, it was probably foretold. It was interesting the way he spoke about it. So, first of all, one thing to note, six today, that takes him to 113 against Australia. Wow. That takes him past James Anderson. That means there are only six players ahead of him who've taken more wickets against Australia. You right. know? And you're talking all-timers, and both mostly them, it's England's up. Both yeah. them, Broad, Bob Willis, top of my head. Can't remember the other three, okay. but I'll, I'll check that later. But... the what he said today in the press conference was the most interesting bit because he was asked, what did you do differently today? You took five for 34. Yesterday you took one for heaps. And he said, well, I did nothing. I, I bowled as well yesterday as I did today and things don't always fall your way. But he said it was almost like karmic investment. He goes, the fact that I bowled that well yesterday and only took one meant that at some point I was going to have to take some. Mm. And they came today. And he was also quite funny and very frank about He said, look, I'm not going to try to pretend that I set up a plan to get Cameron Green caught down the leg side sweeping <laughs> off the glove. You know, he said, I was trying to do very different things to Cameron Green, but sometimes that's the nature of the thing that something falls your way. You earn it, right? Cricket gods, do you believe in them? I kind of do. If you do, then... Probability. You... I believe in probability. Either Over a long way. enough timeline, <laughs> probability comes back to yeah, the mean. All, all, all of these things and getting Green down the leg side, which really was against the flow of play, right? A 208 run partnership is the biggest fifth wicket partnership Australia have ever enjoyed in India. And Green actually sped up after passing 100. He crunched a cut shot to get there, which I really enjoyed on commentary because it, it felt fitting that Green would get there playing such a dominant shot given mm -hmm. the way that he sped through to 49 yep. at the close of play last night. And his drives, his cover drives and his straight yep. drives where he's, when he gets on the front hoof and just booms them away. <laughs> like there is a, it's a real sonic boom kind yep. of street fighter variation of the shot. And it's nice the way that he and Usman come together. They probably haven't batted together too often in Test cricket. I think they put a, a shift in together in, in Gaul last year. But for the most part, Green at six, Kawaja opening, they don't get to share the crease too often together. And there was that. You could see it. There was that constant dialogue between Kawaja and his younger teammate, sort of spurring him on to get to three figures while Kawaja effectively played second fiddle. And again, that was reminiscent of his Karachi century last year. Gets there on day one, in no hurry on day two, but mm -hmm. he is, again, that sort of trunk that you can build around, gets to 180, out first ball after T, the quirk there of course being Pajara, was the man responsible with the review, first ball leading India, this is really Hall mm. of Fame worthy but anyway we've got plenty for that today, first ball leading India, because um, uh, uh, Rowett was off the field at the time, oh. calls for a review and gets it right, that's overturned right. Um, with Kawaja not able to get his front so he's at the 100%, Chitesra Pajara is at 100%, remember and may, and may it last forever, who knows if he ever gets the chance to stand in as Indian captain ever again, I hope he does, I love it, Pajara, but you know. A, it was a really good review too because it was sort of it was on the line of the leg stump, you could easily have thought I think it might be slipping down um, and it hit him above the knee roll and yeah. Kawaja's not the shortest player going around but because the bounce in the pitch was so low they, were, they decided that that's going to be keeping low enough to get under the stumps, which it was for three reds, uh, one for the line on leg stump as well. Yeah, I mean, I would have loved to have seen Kawaja get 200 after being, not denied 200 at Sydney, but the way the circumstances played out with rain, being declared on on, on 195, that would have been a nice little a yeah. nice little bauble for him, but I want, not to I, want to, I want to talk about the significance of this innings, though, because yep. Kawaja's patience, he batted through five sessions. Yep. The heat out there, it wasn't as hot as it was in Dubai, but remember in Dubai he batted over nine hours, yep. I think, from memory, in that second innings. He batted 
over 10 hours here today. It must be something about when the conditions are really rough. It helps him concentrate in a way. Maybe he just puts everything else out of his mind and just bats for survival. And he just ticked off singles, ticked off singles, found the odd boundary and built his score at exactly the same tempo through the entire five yes. sessions that he batted. Now, 608 minutes, 422 balls. So in terms of balls face, that's the 11th most ever in India for an innings okay. in India. Not every innings has the balls face recorded though. So there are, there are a few where it might be higher than that because over rates were faster in the, the earlier days and players might have faced more deliveries. But minutes, most innings have a minutes tally recorded. That's top 10 all time, 608 minutes for innings played in India. Sunil Gavaskar's got a couple faster, a couple slower than that or that went on longer than that. But very few players, Pajara's got one, I think, but very few players have batted longer, uh, spent longer at the crease in this country than Kawaja did in this match. Yeah, Pajara at the Rancho Relaxo last time facing 525 balls. That was on my radar. I did see 525 on my sheet and thought, well, Kawaja conceivably could get to that if he goes mm -hmm. all the way to stumps, but that wasn't to be. And we said we'd come back to the partnership between Todd Murphy and Nathan Lyon. What a joyous thing that was. That, bearing in mind Murphy had been out for three ducks in five test innings and we keep getting told by our, our colleagues who watch more shield cricket than, than we can that on debut he played a match winning hand with the bat um, even though it's only been kind of one innings um, Louis Cameron who's working with us on, on commentary sure. he, he's made that point a number of times that believe me this guy can actually do it and today he got the chance to do so and looked really good his defence was impeccable from the moment he walked out there super committed to the cause and even though the conditions were far easier than the other tests he's played in so far you've still got to do it you've still got to get that first boundary away you've still got to you know, get to that first interval and, and then restart after that. That he was doing so with Nathan Lyon, who'd already copped a whack to the helmet and a whack to the arm, which is causing a bit of concern, by the way. That right arm, he was favouring that when bowling before stumps too. That's one to watch for tomorrow. Um, but yeah, they came together well, the two off spinners. Lyon, his longest test innings, longer than the one he played at Bridgetown, which was 83 balls, I think, in mm -hmm. 2012. This was 93 balls today for 33. Um, he'll probably never make a test half century. I, I dared to dream, Jeff, that today might have been the yeah. day with back-to-back -back boundaries to get him into the 30s, but Ashwin intervened and, and got the last two wickets. But yeah, enormous credit to Todd Murphy for um, getting through to the final test, having not even registered a score in double digits, to go out and make 41. That, that takes him doing at a time when India had the chance to really get back into test match. Highest score of three not out before today. He had five runs in his career. His average was 1.25 before he came out to bat today. Um, and this is a guy who was sent out at number nine on debut with the view that he must be able to handle the blade. They'd seen at something at training, right? Yeah, they it must have be thought it. he yeah. was. I mean, he was ahead of Cummins and he was ahead of Lyon. Yeah. And yeah. both of those two have, like, neither of them are world-class with the bat, but they've played a lot of test cricket. They've batted in a lot of test cricket. Yes. They know how to not panic in that sort of situation. So he must have been good enough to have been promoted ahead it, of It's them. kind of funny. His highest score for St Kilda is 26, okay. playing in grade cricket. So there's kind of nothing there statistically, but it's all kind of in the eye. And, you know, well, if what we've seen today with the eye is that he can play really nicely through the offside off the front foot, well, that, that's something. Not a lot of guys even have that. Well, I was sent through uh, on Twitter from Matt uh, up in the Echuca Moama region. They're a, a sort of... Tony Gregg-style um, commemorative photo display of Todd Murphy making 100 for, I think it was Moama Cricket oh, right. Club against Rochester in 2016-17. Lovely. Um, and it was all of his shots, you know, all around the ground, still got the specs on, you know, the back foot punch, the cut shot, the pull, <laughs> um, and he made 130-odd apparently in this game. I'm not quite sure that the level of bowling was the same as it was today, but 41 in a test match, you can't take that away from Not him. everyone's got 100. There are a lot of international cricketers doing the rounds who've never made 100 in any form of cricket, so there is that for him. Um, uh, I, I never saw him clean his glasses. I was looking for this all innings. We, he, we spoke to him before 
saw the test about whether he cleans his glasses when bowling. He says he's quite strategic about it. He does it every time the drinks come out or change of innings or rather the, right. uh, the, 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 the change of session and all the rest of it. He's yeah. never had to get the Jack Leach style glasses cleaner out and I didn't see him do it today either. So one to watch for in the future. Well, yeah, and you know, I mean, at least they'll have a much easier excuse, the Australians, if they do some Jack Leach mimicry in future, they'll be able to say, oh no, we, oh, were, just, Todd Murphy. we were just doing Todd Murphy. No, he bats left-handed. Yeah, you know, glasses. Yeah, that guy. Uh, India got off to a flyer before stumps. Nathan Lyon got hit for a massive six into the sight screen. I suspect that'll be in the Hall of Fame. Um, but yeah, number 36 from 10 overs, but some really oh. dominant boundaries from Shubham Gill, especially off they the front. They looked good. Was there a ball that didn't hit the middle of the bat? Oh, I was going to say the same thing. Shubham Gill, every ball he faced, defensively or otherwise, right out the screws. So I know the way he played in the second innings last week, we were mm. highly critical of. It was the moment that gave Australia a big chance of bowling at India inside two sessions, which proved decisive. I think that was day two, by the way, Jeff. Mm. There, there were 30 wickets by Stumps day two at indoor. There have been 10 wickets here. You do the math. But right. no, that... The, um, the, that they were able to bat so well despite being in the field for nearly two mm. days that is a little bit ominous for the touring Australians tomorrow. And the one that Rohit Sharma hit off the pads that, that that timing, that perfection of timing, that caress, is there a more Rohit Sharma shot than the flick off the pads? Sometimes yes. it goes behind square, sometimes it goes through mid-wicket. If it's a T20 match for instance it might go 20 rows back he's got that ability to put power on that shot even though you, I can't see how anybody could put power on yeah. that shot. It's like he can use it in all conditions, in all forms formats and in all, all variations but all of them are essentially the same shot yeah it's so restful as well like the way he plays it it looks as like he's sort of almost nodding off as he mm. makes contact with the ball mm -hmm. asleep asleep in perfection Augie March there you go yeah. um but uh yeah <laughs> there's one for you 90s music fans from Melbourne oh yeah any I, of you out there in the YouTube comments I wrote a uh, I'm just gonna say this people might not agree but I wrote a great piece once called One Crowded Hour about, oh. it was when Shane Watson took down um, Graham Swan you, you, at the Wacker you too I, I did yeah. it when Stuart Broad bowled out Australia in an hour I wrote, yeah, the, yeah, I wrote the One Crowded Hour piece as well and I might have used it on commentary last mm, week too yeah, about a busy did. hour of play yeah well, anyway that was, same bad that was probably the collapse in Delhi wasn't it that would have been <laughs> oh no it was yeah. that's exactly what yeah. it was yeah. I'm yes. imagining it would have been exactly no. that right the final word Hall of Fame where we Pick the most final word moment of the day. It's brought to you by visitmelbourne.com. That's the website where you can plan your escape to visit Melbourne. Have you ever been to see fairy penguins? I'm just going to bring this up. They're like regular penguins, but way smaller and uh, cuter. I have seen them as a yeah. youngster down yeah. at Phillip Island, of course. Down I think we Phillip all made Island. that trip when we were kids. So yeah. um, it's a beautiful place down there. I've spent um, a New Year's Eve down there when I was younger. Mm -hmm. um, I don't remember an awful lot about it, if I'm honest with you, but I did spend New Year's down there and I, I did kiss someone at midnight. Oh, well, okay. Was it a penguin? No. Okay, all right. Well, they're quite small. You'd have to lean down a long way. <laughs> the thing about fairy penguins, though, is they're, they're extremely adorable. Um, and everybody likes penguins, right? Especially cartoony ones. They're the most cartoony ones of all. And they're, they're only in Victoria. They're nowhere else. That's where fairy penguins come and live on the beach in their little burrows. And they hatch out and they waddle around. They do their penguin stuff. And you can only see them if you visit Melbourne. And you can only do that if you work out how to get there at visitmelbourne.com. There's also the aquarium where the penguins are as well. I, I took my young daughter there a couple of years ago and she was absolutely fascinated by mm -hmm. the penguins running around in there. So yep. lots of options, lots of things to do. Best see you in the world. Get down there. Book your Melbourne visit. Book your Victoria visit today. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Now, my Hall of Fame is probably your Hall of Fame because we were standing there watching it happen <laughs> at the end, uh, at the boundary line. After that six was hit and was lost in the covers, in the part of the sight screen, white covers that cover up all of the seats. And that's funny to begin with. And then everybody's racing around trying to find it and they can't find it. And the box of balls comes out for the umpires to <laughs> find a new one. And then you look over and you realise there are these white bumps 
under the cloth going one way and then going the other way and then going and you know you have a toddler I suspect she's done the rummaging around under the sheets in the bed fairly routinely yes whatever (laughs) that sort of thing Hi, it, was, it was exactly like that. It was, it was like there were all these little kids going back and forth under the covering and it took them quite a while and then eventually the, on the far side of the matting the fella pops up out of a gap in the covers with the ball and it, I mean, that was the biggest cheer of the day. Absolutely. The crowd behind us, we were down on the, on the side of the pitch for our post-play interviews. They went absolutely wild in the sun where they'd been baking all day and fair enough too. I've got written on my Hall of Fame notes here, just a little session. It's not related to this, saying Swedish sauna. Okay. That was more about commentary. Did a whole bit today on commentary about getting nude in saunas. Hey, okay. that's, how, that's how we go on commercial radio. Sure. Um, uh, let's scrap that. Let's go to this. How about the fruit? There's some commentary boxes you could turn into it. You know, say if you open the window on a day like today, you switch the AC off, you shut the door, you nude up, um, and and nobody's going to know it's radio. I've got a bauble for our Indian watchers and listeners. Today is the anniversary of when Ravi Shastri won the Audi 100, the World Championship of Cricket, back on the 10th of March 1985. And don't you believe we milked that for all it was worth? Ravi told the whole story. I'll try and get it out on a podcast or, or something <laughs> like that. He was in amazing form today. Also the anniversary, story time link, to when Gavaska made his test debut and they beat West Indies for the first time ever. Gavaska huh. making 67 not out. That was on the 10th of March 1975. 71, and we should say as well, 60th birthday today of mm. Pete Lawler, who's been on the final word before. There we go. Uh, and, oh, and, and I've got one more thing on the final okay. word uh, of the Hall of Fame, sorry. Right. How cute were the fruit platters? Yeah. They were just adorable. Were they being made by one of the players' mums or dads? Every time the drinks break came out, the Indian players not only had fruit, that's fine, but little sticks in the fruit, like a cocktail little party. Little sticks in the fruit. <laughs> little cheese cubes, a little bit of cabana, <laughs> you know, maybe a few uh, sort of Allen's mixed lollies. You know, maybe for the, the dessert, the main course sort of situation. They'd all go into the lollies, though. If, if there was an option of yeah. lollies and fruit, no one's True. touching the fruit, right? True, no one is. You can't do that. <laughs> maybe some of those dips, maybe that, that weird pink one. What's it called? Taramasalata. Taramasalata. Always hard That's to right. say. Yeah. Always very difficult to say. I enjoyed the bit on commentary today. I was like, oh, Usman Kawhi just gone past Graham Yellow for the longest innings by Ball's Face by an Australian in India, which he made in this partnership with Kim Hughes in 1979-80. Yep. I was like... Oh, but you would have been captaining that. So Nogavaskar says, yes, yes, I was. I was like, okay. I was like, what do you remember about that game? He says, very little. I've tried to put it all out of my mind. What a contrast. Whereas Ravi can tell you every moment of, of, oh, the, of the significant moments I in I suspect Sunil knew more than he wanted to let on. He just didn't want to go. It was a very long day, he said. We're getting the wind up from our colleagues on the uh, towards the doorway of the media centre. We all want to go to dinner for Pete's 60th birthday. Let's do that. Visit Victoria, visit melbourne.com. Stump stay to India. 444 runs in arrears. If you're really like what we do on the final word patron.com forward slash the final word you can contribute there listen to the podcast story times out tomorrow if i do say so myself it's another very good episode of our history show that is only on the podcast feed it is not on youtube subscribe itunes spotify all the usual places good night from Ahmedabad, adam collins jeff lemon peace farewell friends Sorry if I ran out to empty wrote this so you know what I meant here. I had to go.